Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by Shawnee O'Leary in Fraban County Offaly. Welcome along, Shawnee. Good evening, lads. I'm doing well. How are you all keeping? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. And we've got Giggles in Russell Sound County Waterford in a, a short, rolled up sleeves shirt. But, but he's got his proper headset on. A lot of feedback from the listeners that he didn't sound good over the last couple of weeks, so he sorted himself out. Welcome along, Eagles. Working hard today, Liam. And look, just welcome to the club. Myself and Shawnee, 2020, we thought we'd give Limerick a rattle. 2021, Cork didn't even turn up. But to be fair to Kilkenny yesterday, I said it to the guy, Aidan Murphy, who was sitting beside me. He goes, Limerick deserved to win, but Kilkenny didn't deserve to lose. Well, that's, that's nice have, have you blanked out Monday out of your mind, uh, Giggles? It was two days ago. Monday, m- Monday I was dying, lads. Uh, no, that day no, didn't no, exist. <laughs> that day didn't exist in Giggles' brain. <laughs> there was a big that, black I, mark on Monday. I had a lovely day planned to go for a nice breakfast in Dublin. Then I'd tip out to Monkstown and jump in at the 40 foot there, go for a nice swim, take advantage oh, of the hot weather. Ah, lads, I was dying. Yeah. I barely got home. I barely got home. Giggles <laughs> told me, I bought a book for Monday. I'm going to go to the beach Monday and read a book. Yeah. I was like, why are you on about? Like, go, to, go, go to the 40 foot with Fikra and jump in. Fikra. <laughs> the um, ruggers. Anyway. Yeah, so for, for this, this evening's show, we're going to obviously have a look back at the match. We have Giggles Corner and we're actually going to have a, a quick look or view of the season as well. So, um, yeah, look, obviously we had our, our predictions and, you know, we've all look back at the game we've been at the game myself Giggles and Shawnee were at it my prediction I said Kilkenny were going to score 226 and win by 2 points was my prediction score 226 and lost by 2 points um, yeah we're going to get into it now in a bit of detail but I think first I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball like the rumours have been circulating that Cody is gone is for let's we'll deal with this maybe at the start um, Shawnee texted me yesterday about it saying he heard down Cork then there's serious rumours here today, and I think on a reliable source that he is gone, but just hasn't been announced. Yes, it, it must. It must. Have, he must have just told the players in the dressing room afterwards. I kind of get the feeling, and then that's going to leak out slightly at some stage. Somebody will tell their old man, and yeah. their old man. Will yeah, go it's to not going to stay. In. Yeah, it's not going to stay. In. But yeah, I think yes. Yeah, so I think I think it's a done deal. I think he's going to come onto the podcast to kind of kind of a tell all. But this time he wants to do it with Shawnee and Giggles on it as well, not just me. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, Liam, just fair to pull enough. you up there, Liam, you said Kilkenny 2.22, Limerick 26 points. No, I didn't. Uh, I said 2.26, Kilkenny were going to be. No, no. You wrote it down wrong. You wrote it down wrong. wrong. Oh, we'll, we'll have to well, listen back. <laughs> what was my prediction, Giggles? Yours, 124 to 26 points to... Kilkenny. Oh, Kilkenny. I, I said I said I said Limerick two twenty six. So I was the only one who got oh, two twenty six right. Okay. Wrong team, Kilkenny one twenty two. Like I'll be honest with you, if you had said that Kilkenny were gonna score two twenty six and lose that Ireland, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, yeah. oh fact. You wouldn't you wouldn't like I really thought like that was a serious score line to get. He, I think I think to be fair to us. I don't think none of us predicted the man of the match right, but we all kind of were concerned about the, the Kilkenny midfield and half-back line. And as it turned out, right, talking point number one, it's on everyone's lips. The Limerick half-hard line, one thirteen from play. Yeah. And Garrod Hegarty with another performance for the ages. Oh in our God, yeah. I, I, I and, would, and I was, I'll put it down, that was one of the best goals I've ever seen that he scored. To that in our final. That's one of the best incredible. goals I've ever seen. Do you know what it was up there with in terms, like, from a placing into the top corner, very, very similar to Richie Hogan in 2011, 2011. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. But Richie, Richie didn't have to go through and do the flick up, shove TJ Reid out of the way. Richie Reid. Richie Reid, sorry, out of the way and bury it from an even acuter angle. And oh, holding was, the hurl full swing. Like, it wasn't a shortened hurl. He was holding his big 39-inch no. hurl full tilt and put it in, like, inside the pot. It yeah. was... It was outrageous. I was absolute cracker. Jeez, the pick Did you up say best goal of all time. It's one of the best final? goals I've ever seen. It's one of the best goals. If you yeah, think about what was on the line, like it's an Ireland final, the first few minutes, and the pick up, and then just to hand off your man, and then to do that, Richie Reid. Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, there's obviously some being great goals scored in Hurling, but like that was just, uh, like, and, and look, you know, it's funny, right? You, you see the match happening. 
we were sitting three rows from the front in the lower lower Hogan. Had a nightmare when I went into this, to the pitch. I was like, lovely, we're in the upper Hogan, 7-3-3. Me, Tanya, Henry, Lily in the pram, marched up all the way up the ramp, got to the top of the ramp, looked at me ticket. Well, we're actually in the lower Hogan. <laughs> so then we oh, no. So then we went back down the ramp again. Now, this is we're in an hour and a half for the match, all good, right? Then I was like, we're three rows from the from the pitch. I'd oh. never been that close, um, and I know you guys had great tickets too. But I'd never been like three rows from an Ireland final. Like I've been close to matches, obviously. It yeah, was yeah. It, it was actually really hard because I felt like I was playing in the match. I felt like I was involved in the game. I got completely lost in like like a couple of things. One, we were right beside Brian Cody and, and Martin Comfort, Gorta. Martin Comfort was up to Brian Cody every thirty to forty five seconds, telling him we had to make a change. I noticed that Brian, 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 Brian we gotta do, Brian, we gotta do something yeah. here. We gotta do something here. And Brian Cody once says, pushed him away and goes, "Go, go away, Gorta!" Pushed him into the chest. <laughs> it was bananas. Uh, it was bananas. I've seen that. Oh my god! The second half, midway through the second half, he turned around as if to say, "Would you ever go away?" Fuck off, Stop. out my face. <laughs> Sorry, I got off on a tangent there, but like, I, like being at it like that. I, could, I didn't even know King. I forgot King Kenny was playing. Then he got taken off. I was like, he was completely anonymous. He talked about midfield, like, yeah. I, he like uh, he hurled so well for them. But the, the size of the guys that he was playing against, he just wasn't. It was I like Connor Brown Monst- started well though until he got you know the head injury, and then he just when he came back on, he did nothing really. I think the mid. To be honest, I think the midfield was kind of anonymous for both t- sides. Like I, I uh, will do will do new did the power work and, oh, and Donovan. Oh, I don't know. Donovan I watched it back. Have you watched it back since? Have you watched it back since? I've watched the highlights on the TV, yeah. which obviously doesn't give you the full thing yeah. back. But will I don't know who just hit so many bodies? But I think like if you said the half kick any half back line, we're going to score four points and play as well. Never mind the two twenty six. You would have said, okay, geez, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. But like. I actually left the ground and I, I actually thought Kyle Hay should have got man of the match leaving the ground that was my initial feeling because you the did you said that, it that, in that the he after that yeah, he, he was brilliant but then then, then then you look back at the positions right and Kyle Hay is at 15 or 14 positions Declan Hannon at 13 positions someone else had maybe was Morrissey had 12 positions TJ had 14 positions Gerard Hegarty had 23 positions yeah like he nearly doubled the next be- all the next best players together combined. And when you actually watch, I only saw the highlights back, but when you think about 1-5, some of the plays that he just tapped back to Morrissey for a handy score, one freeze. No, he was... I watched the I whole thought thing it was back and on. Go ahead, Coach. That he was and man the match. Like, because it was not only... like I didn't even know those counted positions, but it just... You know, when you feel in the middle of the game, you're like, everything he did had such an impact. Like, Forget about, you know, obviously the one five is, is, is a standout, but like everything he seemed to do just seemed to hurt Kilkenny every single time. Like Yeah, I think he, I think I think I and I think that's what if I was going into this match, I was hoping that a Kilkenny player like an own code or someone was going to have that game, not that impact, but a one five. Mm. We need Kilkenny needed someone in their forward line to have that kind of outstanding solo performance. And whilst TJ was immense, and Mossy Kuhn, I think, probably had one of his best games so far this mm. year, it didn't reflect what he did in any close to it. And you no. could you could nearly say he nearly won it on his own. If you look back on all those possessions, giggles, and even in the second half, he was back in the half back line mopping up ball, yeah. winning freeze like it was just and scoring points from eighty yards out with a flick of the wrist. It was heartbreaking. But did you stuff. see what he does? He he kind of goes around that he's a bit you know. Remember Dan Shannon used that a lot, do, you, you do that a lot in the half forward line where he just goes around the place like, and he kind of takes a bit of a rest. He kind of like you know doesn't get involved for a couple of minutes at all, and he kind of you know gets his breath back. And next thing he just explodes into it and and is part of a player formation of a player wins a puck out and just just completely dissects the opposition straight away again. Whatever he does, like he's very good at like getting his breath. And getting himself recharged again, and off he goes again, and he's just a massive impact when he gets involved in the game. Savage, and and it's what 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 kill what what kill like. This is very hard to see in the modern game, and I think everyone's working on the puck out formations now because Limerick are so good at it. But what did Limerick do that made things so easy? 
they hit long puckouts, and all right, there was an element of strategy to it. But Gerard Hegarty and Hayes just caught them clean, and Tom Morrissey mm. caught a few as well, and that just gave Limerick the platform to score very easily. Whereas the long puckouts, the short puckouts from Kilkenny were nervy and tetchy, right at best. Mm. They got a few scores. Parik Wells got two very good points, two very good team points out of them. But the long puckouts, without TJ Reid, like yeah. who, who played well for Kilkenny? Um, like who 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 gave an eight or nine out of ten? I would say three players in the Kilkenny team gave eight or nine out of ten, even though the collective was so brilliant. You did Hugh Lawler amazing, Hugh Lawler, TJ yeah. Reid amazing, and maybe Mikey Butler, Mikey right? Because his yeah. taken off, he didn't do it. Yeah, uh, Massey like, was was good. But Massey was a seven out of ten. Like he got two touches, brilliant. No, if you look back in the match down. after, you look back after. I watched watched back full. He actually had a few more possessions yeah. and assists. Like they weren't all shown. Yeah, no. But I think he's he's a seven and a half giggles. He's he's probably not an eight or nine. But he he, but he was he was solid. But yeah, I think you're right, giggles. You you know, I think that's probably fair. Adrian Mullen was probably a seven. You know, as well, he wasn't an eight at at best. Massey Cohen's physicality, and we said this last last week as well. Like his physicality, kind of, it gave Sean Finn a lot to think about as well. It kept him busy a lot of the time and he got some... But his hurling actually was good. His hurling was actually yeah. good. Yeah. Too. Oh, the first touch for the goal was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, yeah. His first touch for the goal was brilliant. So I like, when you when you look back on it and you think Kilkenny as a team performance scoring 226, clawing in there, Wally coming off, Richie Hogan coming off the bench, Blanchfield was fucking actually excellent. Barred at one time, he got pushed away by the... Um, but he was player on the day, Gerald Hegarty. But Blanchfield had a savage game. He caught a ball over Hegarty. Yeah, he scored a point. Yeah. There's something to look at. But I just think the half forward line for Limerick and the puck outs, huge positive. Kilkenny, I don't know how they were still in the game. I just don't know how. And that's a, that's a compliment because they just hung in there, kept scoring points, got the goals at the perfect time, got it back level on 47 minutes, got it back level on 63 minutes. And you were thinking, I actually thought when Richie Hogan got the point, Blanchfield had come on. Walter Welch was doing a bit of damage. I thought Limerick were tiring. Yeah. I honestly, I, I was like, and you, you, I say everyone in the fucking key lower queues, extend was tiring as well because they're getting bait by the sun. But it, it was, it was just felt like Kenny were coming. And next thing, what happens? Five points in a row. <laughs> like, yeah. and five phenomenal points. Kenny were in the yeah. 70th minute. It, it was, it was Limerick growing by five points in the 70th minute. And it's five yeah. points up, and you're like, this is gone now. Like, you know, this is totally gone. There's yeah. no other thing, you know. And next minute, the 73rd minute, there was two points in it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Kilkenny, to have, you know, next minute, two points in it, the Limerick people beside me were shitting themselves. This lovely couple. They were, yeah. they were absolutely shitting themselves. They were like, I said they were done. I said, lads, you have it now when it's five points. He goes, no, we haven't forgot 94. We haven't forgot it. Like they were yeah, like yeah, they yeah. still have this scar tissue even though they're going for three and in a row. 20, and twenty and twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen that they yeah. were nine points up yeah. and they nearly threw that one away. But I like what was amazing but the way there's lots of talking points, but the way Limerick then Kenny obviously didn't win that ball, they need to win that pucker. Blanchfield scored that amazing score when maybe that was the one that needed to be lobbed in. Like I d- looking back, know, that needed to be lobbed in. Now, now was, saying that now, it, it was a phenomenal score. It was a phenomenal score. He passed the ball way over <laughs> their own It was absolutely it was amazing. One of the but of the game. there was one minute to go, and Kenny still needed a goal. Yeah. Then, right? And TJ was at the edge of the square. And what Limerick do then? They get down to the corner, and it was nearly like a rugby situation where they just got territory. And when I went down there, it just sucked to life. It was like this yeah. spot is not coming yeah. out. It's just not coming out. Yeah. You know, even though Kenny fancy got another in the feet, they could have could have snuck it. You know, but it was like it just showed. Though I think for Limerick, like they just they just that's the class that they have. They were able to make all the right plays. And I have to say another thing. This is not a uh, uh, criticism. Their cynical fouling is the best I've seen. Because yeah. if you look, how many players from Limerick got booked in the Ireland final? No one got booked in the whole match. No one got, no booked, one got booked. Right. If you look at the amount of frees T just struck. Every single foul, it wasn't like a 50-50 where it was a bit late or he was a bit unlucky there, he tripped over him. Every single one was, a man was turned and it's just a tug back or it's a slight yeah. pull or it's a little nick. It's never enough that it's dirty, but it's enough to stop what was going to happen. They never allowed it to unfold. And I mm. think, you know, and TJ obviously, they, they kind of converted all those frees, but they were amazing at that. I thought too though in the second half um, 
while Walter was a great impact. I think they overdid that long ball with Walter for a while. There was about a 10-minute period. They were getting absolutely nothing yeah. out of it. And the boys were just, Nash and Finn were sweeping everything up. It was a second ball. Like, it was a second ball they weren't winning. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Do you, know, do you know what killed Walter Welch? And it was it was one move that happened or, straight away. Walsh, yeah. he, was at, he was on Dermot Burns. And Dermot Burns is very good in the air. But he's not as... Mullocker and as a monster as Dan Morrissey and they switched to two wing backs and the minute Dan Morrissey went down to Walter Welch Walter didn't touch another ball that, that's what happened mm. he broke everything behind Barry Nash as you said and Sean Finn got all the, the praise but Dan Morrissey is he, he would be horrible to mark he, I think he's the best fullback at Limerick have I think if Kyle Hayes goes back and they get Keane Lynch in he's a way better fullback than Mike Casey he's, he's not a baller ball, he's a baller most, he's not a baller even yeah. though he got a point in the final I think it's the first point he ever yeah, got but he went over Frank on Wally and that was that was a huge a huge move because Walter was after winning three or four balls scoring a point and go, going back to TJ lads like he didn't score from play he scored unbelievable nine frees and I'd say from from play he directly set up 2-5 oh, like, he did, through yeah. winning puck outs and spraying it and the, scored the he, and scored three points he won off his own frees like after he won his yeah, frees he won yeah. himself like yeah, for a guy who was in doubt all year, you know that injury. Jeez, to come up and like you would, I would, I would have said after seeing him eight weeks ago, TJ's done. This he's done now. You, like he's done. you did, you did say that. Yeah, did I did. Yeah, he's it, done. Yeah. He's done. No, he's done. One hundred percent. He's done. And then obviously, Leinster final form is clear for us. So he's going to hurl next year. There's no Absolutely. doubt about it. He'll be hurling McLean next year. And you know what? The big worry is what will Kenny do when TJ goes because. You look at your own Cody, great talent, Adrian Mullen, great talent. But there's no one doing what he's doing. And he's 35. There's no one ready to step up and take that on. Like He was like, he shouldn't be doing that at that age. Oh, who's ringing me here? Like, Connor O'Grady. Connor O'Grady ringing me. Sorry, Connor, we'll turn that one off. Um, like, he shouldn't have that impact on the game against that Limerick team with their condition and the shape they're in. And he was like... He was the biggest threat. TJ's in just as good a shape, to be honest. Though. When you think about it, like he's he's 35. What does he do full-time? He operates in a gym. So he goes in and he does his weights. He's in immaculate condition. He barely drinks. You can see that in his Instagram. He's down with Neve, chilling out down in the Europa, down in Killarney. <laughs> he's got a great life. And hurling is everything to him. And I've, I've no doubt he, he'll play for two or three more years if he avoids injury, right? Yeah. And the groin was the groin was the first chink in the armour this year after playing a long season with Ballyhale straight back into Kilkenny. To be fair to Kilkenny, they managed it well. Would they have gotten as much out of, out of TJ if they didn't have that four-week break that kind of oh, allowed yeah. him to freshen oh, himself up? Possibly not, yeah, but it was, was huge for him. Yeah, it was huge for him. So I th- I th- I've, no re- I've no reason if he can avoid injury and it all depends how long they go with Ballyhale again this year or they could go to the other and find like if they've got if they've got um, Mullen and Cody and Reed and then Colin Fenley and Corcoran they have a serious team there but yeah. Yeah, still it's not yeah, getting any was, old like, no, they'll go team again they'll go long so um, look but I, I think all in all I actually said the one other player I wanted to call out Declan Hannon like he's kind of an unsung hero he scores this wonder point in every single game where they play and that's one other thing that Limerick did unreal well Sean Finn might catch the ball on his own goal line and you're thinking to yourself Rosehead get the fucking thing out of there drive it but what'll he do he'll give a hand pass to the six yard box to Barry Nash Barry Nash will ding it about 14 yards out to the wing to Dan Marcy who'll hand pass up to Gerard Hegarty who's after coming back who'll pop it to Declan Hannon who's on the burst and suddenly he's in oceans of space and you're like uh, how in the like the execution it, of that it was heartbreaking to watch that on Sunday like as a Kilkenny fan that Kilkenny the ball went in a couple of times like it's in on the 14 Kilkenny are a chance of a score Limerick come out and work the ball out like you just described Giggles which is unbelievable to watch they do it as if triangles they yeah, have these triangles but they do it as if there's no one around them though it's like there's no yeah. one around them there's a, there's a spare man an out ball for every player when he has the ball and then they go up and they score from it like yeah. And Kilkenny never got, I'm happy to be correct on this, Kilkenny never got two scores in a row up until the end. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, like they came in waves at different times and got goals and points. They never it got was, ahead. It they, was five points, back to three points, back up to five points, yeah. back down to three yeah. points. It kept going yeah. like that for about 47, 48 minutes. And then you got the goals. Goals. Yeah. You but know. they still never scored. Kilkenny, Mossy Keown got that goal and we're level. We're level that time. 
Limerick yeah. went up and next minute we're four points behind again bang like they had that yeah, yeah. they had oh, that response to that out ball oh, every time Nicky Quaid always picked out he's either Morrissey Nicky Quaid is brilliant or or he's, he's puck outs run real he's puck outs run real he's puck outs run real yeah, because you need to change your team to have him in goals ahead of um, I, Murphy after the weekend. Pat Murphy, oh Murphy, Pat Murphy. Who's Pat uh, Murphy? I said after Murphy. <laughs> Pat Murphy. Pat Murphy's gone. dropped. No, uh, oh. we, we thought, we, you got the road. We'll talk, about the Sunday, we'll talk about the Sunday game team of the year in the year in review in the last section. But I, I do a hundred percent agree with you, Johnny. Yeah, I, I think mm. on Murphy. If you look, actually, like. For his distribution is actually a big part of it. His puck outs actually weren't great. You talk about some of the, the tetchy, <laughs> the tetchy um, short ones, giggles. Like, oh, Murphy was watching here with Davy on Monday morning. Oh, Murphy wasn't hitting him in the hand. He actually hit some no, awful balls. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you as a cornerback like or fullback, go down yeah. and control them, oh or they had God. to go up over his head, and it was yeah. it was creating that extra two yeah. seconds to get closed down. But let, let's go on, on the the Hugh Lawler Galan one was fascinating in that Galan actually started very sharp. Got that first point, mm-hmm. the one he kicked over, and next minute Lawler just kicked in. And he put in, in another day with, without a road Hegarty, that's nearly a man in the match performance. Yeah. On the most, yeah. you know, it was amazing to watch him. And, and the Kenny fullback line was probably his strongest line. Was so he, Tommy Welch had a good game as well. Yeah, yeah he did, yeah. Yeah, Mikey yeah. Butler was. Was Glenn injured, though? Glenn had yeah. a fair bit of strapping on. Did that, did that take Glenn. away a yard of pace or not? He actually had, was Glenn. out in front a lot of time. Do you know what, Glenn, Glenn I think wasn't himself uh, but I agree with him, he was out in front three or four times that Aaron Galan in the semi-final or, or Munster Championship would have had scored four simple points he'd won horrendous wide off his oh, right brutal, and a half yeah. fallen over brutal. so you, you, could, you could definitely tell that that knee was giving him a lack of confidence but at the same time he scored still three, three points, points to play. Play. Didn't, miss, yeah. didn't miss a free um, but I think one of the big turning points was for Kilkenny in a positive way was the ball went into Galan, he was out in front. Lawler gave him the dunt to the side of the head with the hurley and caught the ball, drove down, and that was the first Kilkenny goal. Like Galan was down holding his head as if to say, you know, give me a bit yeah. of sympathy. The first time you see a Limerick player did that all day. But he turned off for a second and didn't work and, and chase back. And that gave Hugh Lawler the opportunity to deliver a brilliant ball down. TJ Cottage over, flick from Cody, Massey Keown's goal. Or, yeah, yeah was that the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that was a big turn up and I agree with you. I think Hugh Lawler was brilliant. He he like because there was no sweeper. T- Richie Reed couldn't afford to sit back because he was getting teal with Kyle Hayes and Garrod Hegarty and Morrissey whenever he came in. Hugh Lawler did a fantastic job. Mikey Butler did a fantastic job. I think Flanagan got two points kind of thrown out to him. He, James Flanagan had a, a decent game as well. In fairness, he worked hard, but Tommy Welch did well. I would give huge credit to the the Kilkenny full back line. Yeah, and that was a line that was probably people were worried about outside of Hugh Lawler before, but I think they've kind of really grown over the last few matches, which is 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 great to see. But obviously the half back thing was, it's funny you watch it back as well, and this is what kills you about Limerick is their efficiencies. Now obviously they had a lot more chances, they had some wides too, but Morrissey and Carey looked like Carey was actually winning that battle for a long stretch of it, and next time Morrissey walks yeah. off the field with four points in play, yeah. you yeah. know it's like. Fucking hell. Yeah. And, and we talked about <laughs> Kilkenny, that if they got the chances that Galway got going down the stretch, that Kilkenny will take them. And you look back, Adrian Munnell had two wides that you would put your house on from score. On Cody yeah. had two wides that, not even nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100 he scores. Yeah. And, but that's pressure as well. And that's, you know, and Adrian Mullins, I think, was actually tiredness. He was cooked. He covered huge ground. But there was chances yeah. there. I'm not saying Kilkenny would have might have still got ahead of them but they had chances definitely to level it up and you know I think they you know, did rue some of those um, well they did rue they, they lost the game but the impact off the bench you know Brian Cody historically criticised for being very slow to make changes and I do think this is part of Gerta being up in his face every 30 seconds but Kenny made five subs all five subs had an impact you could argue someone yeah. could be made earlier could you brought Blanchfield on earlier yeah. onto Hegarty it's easy to say that now Richie Hogue one who could have come on earlier I was delighted Richie, Richie Hogue came on the 58 minute I thought it was the perfect time what touch got that point timing, yeah. you know and he just needed to get a bit more ball and maybe like I don't think Kenny could have done any more Limerick were just better they had chances yeah. they could have snuck it but they didn't the Limerick were the better team they were put to the pin of the collar but again we talked about this staying power that they have and they just proved it again they're just they just don't panic they trust the system they trust themselves yeah. 
And well, like you had three of your six forwards like who didn't really get to about 80-85% of their you know normal capacity like you know you're that's what killed you like Cody, oh, and Cody had Cody. just a really unusual yeah. and he was trying his heart out he really tried his heart out on those wides he had two in front of us over on the Cusick side yeah. and you're like Jesus like this fella doesn't miss like what is going on here and Adrian Mullen near the end as well, those white, that was pure tiredness, absolutely, yeah. 100% right in that. He was cooked, he was all over the place in fairness to him. Um, and part of Walsh, while he got away from Hannon with a few points, you nah, know, a few he was points. He wasn't in it. He was, like, Giggle said there that, you know, unsung here of Hannon, I don't think he's unsung, I think he gets all the plaudits he deserves because he's, like, he re- he's, a, he's a true enforcer of Limerick, like, in that back six. He's an anchor, yeah. like, he's just an anchor for him oh. anyway. He's brilliant. But, but you know, and he, do, you, do you know what happened with every single team this year, right? When they played Limerick, Bar Cork. So the first game they played Cork, Park that championship wasn't really started. Waterford went to Limerick and they absolutely threw the kitchen sink at Limerick. Went seven points up at one stage, as you said, Liam. Limerick don't panic to come back and they win by four, and it's actually relatively comfortable in the end. Tipperary throw everything at them, and actually mm. at sixty-three minutes, it's level. And Limerick come back and win. Clare down Linus, draw game, one of the games of the Munster Championship. Clare in the Munster final, draw, extra time. Limerick find a way to do it. Galway put in their best performance of the year in the All-Ireland semi-final. Everyone says they had chances to win it, but it was Limerick who went on and did it. And Kilkenny gave their best performance of the Championship against Limerick because everybody rose to say, right, we have to knock these feckers off their perch. And every single team in Ireland worth their salt failed yeah. because yeah. Limerick are just fucking unreal excuse my language yeah. Yeah. they're just unreal they're unbelievable yeah. without Keane Lynch yeah, without, without Keane Lynch exactly yeah. yeah and like Peter Casey didn't feature all year either like he only he only played a few minutes there at the, or on Sunday like Cahill O'Neill is starting like he's got a nearly a year under his belt now like you know playing substantial minutes all year long yeah. like now um, the, the one thing you will take from it is they have come back to the pack to a certain extent. You know, the Beck over two points, the Beck again over two points, Monster Final went to extra time. Like, I wouldn't say they come back, Dolly. I think people have come so, up. Okay, I people, people have come up. up but, but, but maybe they've, like le- I, I'd say Limerick have leveled, maybe. Sorry. I, I wouldn't say Limerick have gone ahead again. As in, I'd say Limerick are, I don't know where Limerick can go with what they do. Like, they're just, like, it's <laughs> worrying. It yeah. is wor- it, like it, it is yeah. worrying because uh, like it's uh, can you see if you think about for next year? It's uh, the criticism of Kilkenny before when these winters, the, you know, the soft learns win four matches, you win learned. Limerick, you fancy to get into a muster final next year? You would. I think it's fair to say off the bat straight away. Right, they're going to get top two. Yeah, you fancy to try win a muster final, whoever to play. No disrespect to the teams yeah. of Munster, right? Semi final, final, or two games. You like is in. They they have such a platform now. Four in a row is so reachable for them, and that's scary yeah. too. You know, and, and, and you know, do you know what's even do you know what's even better at the moment with the split season is that it's now middle of July. They won't even look at a Limerick pair no. to dogs or a Limerick jersey again until the start of January. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe isn't the that great though? Isn't that great though? So, so, it's the right way to be. Yeah. And whereas previously, right. Let's say Park the the South John Ireland is a Kilkenny one because you used to get through Leinster and uh, Astro. But let's say one of the harder ones they won. Kilkenny will we'll give some credit this week. 2014, right? So they won that All Ireland after a replay. October. And that replay that yeah. replay would have been on the first of October. Yeah. And they would have been back training that back in them days mid November because everyone was going cracked or maybe maybe late maybe after Christmas. But they're two months off basically. Now Limerick have. Six, five months basically to chill out, enjoy the All Ireland, go on to drink, play a club championship. They'll probably enjoy their Christmas. They'll probably have a poor league again next year. Yeah, poor league again. Introduce a few new yeah. players. And one thing we learned is the league, taking the league too seriously is definitely not the way to go if you want to peak in the championship, the way no. with the condensed season. No. It's just not. But anyway, lads, Limerick, three in a row, All Ireland final winners, four and five years. There some bios. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I look, yeah, and, and to be honest, yeah, what I really liked about it too is like losing our final, you know, like you Cork last year, Warford year before. It's our it's horrible, right? But when you lose our final someone like Limerick, who are just you know are better, it's a different yeah. feeling coming out, but you're still good. And also you're not losing to Tipper Cork, who are fucking pricks. Like losing to Limerick, <laughs> like the people beside us were nice all match. 
Do you know what I mean? They're nice people. They're nice. They're like they're not sickening fans. The Limerick fans are not sickening. They're actually sound. Do you know, what, lads, they're do you know sound. what's actually? Ma- do you know what's magical about Limerick Windell Ireland? And I I, 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 I saw it when happened last year, but I was actually experiencing it this time. When you hear Dolores O'Reilly and sing, ah, yeah, no, it's cool. Oh my it's god, quality, isn't it? It's a serious song and it's pure yeah. limerick and the fact that she died back in 2017 or 18 as well nearly kind of yeah. makes it more spiritual. Jeez, it's, it's, it's magic. Cool it's magic to be yeah. I think, I think, Liam, I, I concur your thoughts as well though on the limerick fans. Like, we had, the, we had the pleasure of them in the train on the way down on Monday Like, and I'm telling you, they're the nicest people and they like, they're not a bit you know, arrogant about oh, they're not. Know, all the all Ireland. They're just like every one of them. Like I met two of them in the Lewis as well, and they're absolutely eyes hanging over their head. They were dying, like, and they were <laughs> like, you know, we're just savoring it all. We're we're so yeah. lucky that what we're what we're getting now, and we're savoring they're it all. They're enjoying it. They're really enjoying it. All Ireland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was young people on the train, like, and you know, they were, you know, you think to be all boys and all this, but not. Nah, they were just talking to Oflas on the train and talking about the match and just yeah. loving every minute, hearing all the stories of different Limerick players. It was, it was fascinating. But um, I think as well, that's the players reflect that too, though. The players are really don't hurt like this. It's all about so the well. group. It's all about the group. Yeah. Everything is about I the group. Grode Hegarty getting up, the man the match in, in yeah. back in the hotel. I was like, I'm delighted to accept this on behalf of the group. Like, it's, yeah. if you listen, it's all John Kiley's like. And they, they believe that. Yeah, He's not just saying that. That's not just a line. Like, they really do. They know no one is above the group, I think. And you've seen that during the year. Is, the four in a row is absolutely oh, yeah, on the cards. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, yeah. and, and, and further afield as well. If the, that that group, as we say, it's like it's it's serious. Like it's it's, it's going to be Do you know what the scary thing about Gerard Hegarty is then, right? Is that his club are a junior A club. Isn't that flat? Okay. Can you imagine the poor effort oh who has to go to play a junior But how are they junior with him? Like, How are they junior with him? You just plunk him in anywhere in the forward line and just oh pull everyone God, out. I couldn't think of that more. Imagine him coming on top of you. And like, do you know what's funnier as well, right? You know, on that battle of Paddy Deegan, like, I thought it was going to be Paddy Deegan on him. And when I watched the match, I was like, Paddy Deegan was useless. That was my gut at the game. Like, he no. was terrible. No, no, I'm just saying that's what I felt there like I felt he, he was threw everything at him I watched back on Monday Paddy threw everything at him Paddy actually wasn't on him either all the time they actually switched him off him for a while yeah. Paddy scored two points he was up and yeah. down the field he actually mm. put in an unbelievable performance but Gerard Hegarty was just had one of those days and Warkley Kenny a bit naive about it like if you look at how Fintan Burke from Galway did on him like he, they really tied him up he was really pressed he wasn't really pressed Michael Kenny like he had some shots where he was on his own like striking distance on his own like you can't let him do that you saw Mikey Carey one stage got in a brilliant hook on him but he needed that on him all the time now he still would have scored and still would have done unreal damage but he probably was left off the leash a little bit than you would have expected I would have expected someone to be closer to him maybe you can't get you close can, to him I don't know but you can, that's maybe, the thing you cannot can, yeah. compete with his physicality but it's not competing with being with running. him though like, he, he was standing the, on his own though he was standing on his own he's though he's shrugging people out. he makes room for himself I know but he I don't know I think, I think I think though no. Sean he look back and watch it back there's times where he's striking right. the ball 65 years out plonking the feet a couple of times like that shouldn't be happening because he's leaning into fellas and and like Paddy Deegan is is physical like but Fintan Burke is, is twice yeah. the size of um, Paddy Deegan. Like Fintan yeah. Burke is probably at least fifteen kilos heavier than Paddy Deegan. Like Paddy yeah. Deegan, like did have a good. Um, I thought Paddy, like towards the end, I was watching it, and Paddy Deegan wasn't going in for the tackle anymore. Either a he was spent or well, he was b cooked. he was he was cooked as he, well. He was he was afraid of getting thrown out of the way again. Like yeah. he was just trying to get an get it within you know a hurley reach, trying to get a block or something in any. Yeah. He was he was fairly well spent, right? But look what no, quick, look, quickly Hirty is just is he's colossal lad. Him and he is the first time I've ever seen him in the flesh. And I was had perfect seats. Your sister sees thanks very much for the swapping the tickets. Because <laughs> I got a serious seat for the match. I was on the sixty five in the middle of all Kikini lads. And um they absolutely berated poor old column lines for the whole hour. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I, I couldn't get over lads the size of he is. Oh, like, they are just monstrous and they can move up and down the field. Oh stop. 
It's unbelievable. It's Jeez, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. See, yeah, right. it's so different. I, that's Johnny. I noticed when I came back. When you're at, we watched so many matches on telly, right? We watched some flower in Australia. But when you're at those inter-county games live in front of you, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. frightening. It's absolutely frightening the speed of it, like it, and the size of them now. Like it's how be, clean they are with the ball. Oh, before you used to be looking on ten years ago, you're looking at JJ Lane or Tommy Walsh here. They're the same size as me, and they wouldn't like like they would like no different in terms of physique or mm-hmm. anything. Like there's no, no one like that playing anymore. No, <laughs> you know, like you know, it's it's scary. Like you you wouldn't last thirty seconds on that pitch. No, <laughs> they, yeah. they ain't going on. But the noise in Crow Park and the atmosphere, the sun, all Ireland final in July, like, sorry, the, the condensed season for me, unbelievable. I think it's absolutely brilliant. What a run we've you. had since the start round robin to now. Obviously, Warford season ended a bit early and Cork a little bit prolonged. But, like, like I think it's been amazing. Seeing that weather up there, everyone in the shorts, supporters and the players on Sunday, like, that was class. That was unbelievable up there. It's the way to have it. The only people who seem to be given out about the condensed season is anyone who works for RT. And I'm sorry the privileges now, of RT, exactly. But yeah. but if you go onto Twitter and look at all of the guys, Daly, Sheedy, whoever, Dowling, Shane McGrath, all, I, I could do it three or four more weeks. It's like RTE have a mandate out for all of their pundits to come out and say, that there should be a longer season. And then if you ask all the people who matter, right? So you ask Me. the inter-county players themselves. Uh, Liam as well, yeah. <laughs> Wait till you get secretary, county, uh, tech, yeah. county secretary, and then, then you'll matter. But we know it's on the, the career path, Liam. Yeah. But all, all the county players say it's great because they've got a really tense focus time, right? Injuries is, is, a one, is the one killer on it. But if, if you get a bad injury, you get bad injury. Lynch, Lynch wasn't going to get back for the final anyway. So all the county players thought it was great. All the club players are now looking forward to championship this weekend. Ground is hard playing in the summer. You can book your holidays in May and June if you're a non-county player and still be back in town and get fit for, for, for the county championship. It's a no-brainer. So I I, I was I, I thought at the start, you see Anthony Daly, and then I, I'm nearly convinced it was full-on McBennett, your man ahead of sport and RT, pushing this through the pundits, through Don Logue, through Davy Fitz, because they were all on script, lads. They were all on script. Don Logue will have him on a strike. Don Logue will have him yeah. striking now next. We'll go, we'll go to Sky Sports, <laughs> because you know what, RT, you're doing a, their, their, their television this year, lads, was brutal. But uh, anyway, geez, we're going to go off for a match on Saturday. God almighty, lads, yeah. that program yeah. needs a re- serious rejigging altogether. We, we'll, finish, we'll finish, lads, with Limerick, three in a row. Four and five years, top class because we we can we can go off in about twenty tangents here I now know. over yeah, yeah. seasons. To, to finish this segment, I I just think Liam Lads are just they're an absolutely amazing team. Yeah, and I have paid we over Giggles three hundred and thirty six euros, which was the five hundred dollars equivalent on the Monday morning. I was actually oh, very uh, disappointed with the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was. I'll tell you what happened. No, we, we were up in Camden Street, Liam, and uh, he. Giggles now was this is when we had finished ten the in. after the match. He was about ten points in. He was hitting the shard, the top shelf at this stage, and we were outside having a drink in Camden Street and he wanted to get up to his buddy Dan Shannon up in Cassidy's and he was like, How's the extra answer it? And then I said, I just looked it on the phone and I put it out in front of me. He took a picture and then and sent it onto the WhatsApp <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, it's too early. Uh, way I, too know. I know. Twas, I, I felt bad about that the next morning, Lee, so apologies. No, 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 I need to apologize. No, I need to apologize. No, look um, I tell you would have done it after, after the match. <laughs> yeah. I would have sent the request on Revolut. I would have sent the request. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I look I was sick and pain over, I won't lie, like, you know, but like you know, came to, at least I got to like the seventy fourth minute of the Ireland final, hoping that there was yeah. still a chance it was going, yeah. it was going, it was going to come through. Got through. Good oh, but like I, it was, it was like as a neutral as well. I think we need to say this point as well. Like it was absolutely absorbing as a neutral. Like I had no, like to be honest about it, I didn't want Kikini to win, nor did I want Limerick to win because I was like, you know, I, I don't want, you know. Another trainer ought to be done because you, know, you know, all the, the mental of you know, just the elite club of Cork tipping Kikini haven't didn't done it before. But and I didn't want Kikini are too far ahead of us anyway, I don't want them to win anymore. But like, 
I was there sitting in the middle of it and I just clapped every single score, lads. I was absorbed in every minute of it. We yeah. came into the pub after and met Kegels and we were like, we were exhausted from it. <laughs> like, it was like our county was playing. I know. And we were just zapped of it. It was the best all Ireland final I've been to. Um, the last one was that was 2006 when Kenny beat us. But, um, and I think I, I think everyone's saying that though. Everyone's saying it though. Even like Kenny, right? People can't this pipe, but everyone's like, "What?" Well, like people like Kenny don't like losing Ireland, but it was one of the best All Irelands probably. In, what a privilege it's up there. it was it's for up us there. to be there. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, unbelievable. To be yeah. at that All Ireland final to see the famous three in a row. I still I stayed in as well, the same as um, Giggles for the the Dolores yeah. O'Reilly and the Cranberries. Yeah. lads. what it would be to be a Limerick person sitting there. You'd just be <laughs> lads. Oh, I just nine. yeah. I would love to be a Limerick person this week. Like, my God, you'd be just floating. Yeah. Float, fair right. play to him. Fair play to him. Yeah, well worth our win and uh, worrying times for the rest of us. But look, yeah. we have six months to kind of rebuild and get get going again, as, as Giggles was saying. Build hope again. Build hope again. F- false hope. Um, yeah. All right, okay, well, let's get on to Giggles. Has a Giggles corner, so we, we'll get on to uh, Giggles corner. What have you got for us, Giggles? Right, lads. Um, it's been fairly hectic now. We've been week on week with the old podcast. Like, hard to come up with something new every week. So, I don't know did I do this one before, but I think it's the perfect time to do it right now, right? So, the talk is Kilkenny or Limerick. Who's the greatest? And if you just look at statistics for a second, right? Kilkenny did eight All-Irelands in 10 years. <clears throat> That's what they did. They, did, they, they lost in 2010 and they lost in 2013. And they won every single other one. But really, there were two separate teams. Yeah. There was the 06 to 10 team and then there was the 11 to 15 team. And they were very, very different, right? And now we're trying to compare. You can't really compare this Limerick team with that long of an era. So what we have is we've got Limerick from 2018 to 2022 of won four and five years. And I think everyone kind of feels that the Kilkenny team in the second half of that wasn't as good as the one that did the four in a row and nearly did five. So what I've done is I've done an analysis of the 15 versus 15, the bench and the manager. Limerick 2018 to 2022 versus Kilkenny 06 to 10. Yeah, okay. Looking forward to this. Radio. And and I, and I did it about a half an hour beforehand, and I just I didn't try and be swayed by anything, and it, the result is quite interesting. So the the team for Limerick, the best team that they had out at the time: Nicky Quaid, Sean Finn, Mike Casey, Barry Nash, Burns, Hannan Morrissey, William O'Donoghue, Keen Lynch, Gerald Hegarty, Kyle Hayes, Morrissey, Gillan, Flanagan, and Mulcahy. And the Kilkenny team was PJ Ryan, Michael Kavanagh, Noel Hickey, Jackie Tyrrell, Tommy Wells, Brian Hogan, JJ Chan, Derek Ling, Owen Larkin, Henry Shefflin, Richie Power, Taggy Fogarty, Comerford, Goethe, and Eddie Brennan. They were that, that was the team, right? Yeah. So for me, when you go player for player, then Nicky Quaid tips the goal, Sean Finn tips ahead of Michael Kavanagh at number two, Noel Hickey tips number three. I gave it to Barry Nash at number four. And I'm not Jackie Tyrell's biggest fan. I know he's won 10 All-Irelands or 9 All-Irelands, but I gave it to Barry Nash, the player. Tommy and JJ, lads, there's no discussion. Sorry, but they're the two best wing backs of all time. They're in at 5 and 7. And Declan Hannan tips Brian Hogan at 6. Cha, I had in ahead of William O'Donoghue and I had Keen Lynch in ahead of Ling. One midfield. One midfield each. Yeah. Sorry, who was who who the midfield? Keen Lynch... Beats Derek Ling and Cha beats William O'Donoghue. Garrod Hegarty tips ahead of Owen Larkin. He can't, unfortunately for Kyle Hayes, good not as he is, he can't go ahead of Henry. So Henry wins that one. And Richie Power, lads, unbelievable. He he gets in there. I went for Aaron Gillan ahead of Taggy Fogarty. I went for Eddie Brennan ahead of Graham Mulcahy. And that left me at seven all, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it. <laughs> and I looked then at Seamus Flanagan versus Mar- Martin Comerford and I thought, do you know what? Like eight points in a monster final, the 1-1 he got against Cork in the thing. They're similar players and that they're hugely physical and they're they probably the unsung hero of both of them. So I went and halved it on, on the last one. 
and I went seven and a half versus seven and a half on two teams. And I think the bench, the bench for Kilkenny is kind of scary. TJ Reid, Richie Hogan, Michael Findlay, Paddy Hogan and James McGarry came on. They were the kind of main subs that came in. James McGarry came on for his run around against Waterford when the game won. The bench for Limerick, Dara Donovan, who played a lot, Peter Casey, David Reedy, Boylan, Paul O'Neill, and then you have the managers, John Kiley and Cody. So I think Kilkenny bench would shade it there, but there's an element of hindsight with that because TJ wasn't blowing up the place at that no, stage, neither was no. Richie Hogan. So it's kind of unfair, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Kilkenny, 0-6 oh, to 10, 4 out of 5 All-Irelands, 7.5. Limerick 18-22 4 out of 5 all Ireland's 7.5 that's as best I can do this week lads I I actually like I've been always ready to jump in on your dirty giggles but I don't disagree with any of the ones you've called out there I I think and I'm not sure about it like Dermot Burns is I know Tommy Walsh and JJ like iconic and hard to shift them but like Dimmer Barnes is pushing it, lads. He is, but but like nine All Stars and nine All Irelands, like you, the individual accolades with the team accolades. Yeah. Versus Burns is probably going to get hurled, and he's got a hurler the years, well, Tommy. So Burns will get hurled. And JJ is JJ is a hurler year too. JJ is a hurler year. But JJ comes up against Dan Morrissey. That like yeah. Dan Morrissey. That's great easy player. one actually. That's a straight one. Like yeah. it's the yeah. I love yeah the individual accolades. Yeah, he, Burns is a bit to go. Yeah. He's not definitely not finished in it. He's not. Um, Tommy Welch, though, lads, he's one of the top five hurlers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he just is. And I know you could say just top probably different eras and you could pick five hurlers now that but Tommy Welch was, was, was ridiculous. He was unreal. So I, I, I did it and I thought seven and a half, seven and a half, and I'm going to sit in the fence and I'm going to say mm. two unbelievable teams. And what we witnessed in the last five years with this Limer team is exactly the same type of experience that we all kind of had back in the late noughties, wondering, will anyone ever beat them? The yeah. reality is, thank God, someone will come along and beat them. Well, thank God it's like, Waterford. The thing is, <laughs> like, again, know, no Limerick, one can see it right now. Limerick yeah. have, to get, have to get that four in a row as well, just to, you know, start pushing the envelope out. Unfortunately, that has, you know, you, you're going to judge it in history, you're going to judge it on did they win the four in a row. You know, when you look when you when you look at that when you look then oh, that that's true. Sorry, the four in a row piece I mean? will, will, is something that the Kilkenny team have over this Limer team at the yeah. moment. But you can't look at it at the long the longevity because when you look at the team that won in fifteen, oh, I would very say very different team. Very different. I team. would say there is not one player. Hogan was playing, maybe on Larkin in fifteen. Yeah, Larkin's playing fifteen, and Jackie was. A sub in the other final, but he actually played in the other matches. That's right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right, Giggles. I, 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 people say that to me as well, but sure, they didn't win. It's two, that Kenny, like, you know, it's two different generations of teams. Yeah. And even, yeah. About, even about Brian Cody as well, like, you know, like, Brian Cody's been for his first Ireland in 2000. Like, you can't be comparing that win to the one they had in 2012. Like, they're, they're it's not the same. Like, Sheffield played, obviously, from 2000 to 14 and whatnot, but he's the only one really who was kind of. Playing in all those different yeah. generations of teams, like TJ was on it in two thousand and eight. Richie Hogan was a sub in two thousand and seven, but really they kind of weren't there really until into the two thousand and ten kind of onwards kind of situation. So I think that yeah, it's not fair to judge Limerick in that regard. I think it, that's a good one to compare him with that the four and what, five what years. Would be, what would be interesting is though, you know, the way we said there, there's only two of that team from the oh nine All Ireland here, or, or even the ten, because it was probably a similar team that started. 15 final like would you say there's only going to be two of this Limerick team starting in 2027 no you know it's actually it's, it's hard no. to know like, but like Kyle Hayes would be Kyle Hayes be 31 in 2027 if you think about it that way and he's one of the youngest on the team at the moment mm-hmm. so they will get older they, they will like this will move on especially all those, drug, all those drugs run as well will eventually have an impact too it'll eventually come out in the wash <laughs> What, what, what was the mm. thing JP McManus secretly birthed Kyle Hayes in a Swiss lab uh, <laughs> with the DNA of uh, Mick Mackey Usain Bolt and an actual bear oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ and uh, yeah 
that there, there was a one. These are all the things JP did for Limerick, and he did that. That was number one. Number two was he secretly purchased Garrod Hegarty from the parents of a Tipperary <laughs> and brought him in under false pretenses to Limerick, and uh, there was a big long Twitter bit of crack off it, bit of crack off it for them. Anyway. That's, that's good. That's um, good. That's a good comparison, Giggles. And I think it's funny when you were, when you named the first. I was like, "Oh, Giggles is going to, is going to edge Limerick here well ahead." But then when you go for the player for player, position for position, it's actually a fair call down the middle. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Giggles, you've done yourself again with a great Giggles corner half an hour before we came on air. Well done. Cleaning the barbecue, lads, thinking about it in my head at the same time. <laughs> I hadn't cleaned it since you were gone the last time, which was very all effortless. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You do it on the evening when your dog giggles. Anyway, if you're too busy looking after Shiny that day, you didn't have any time to clean it. Yeah. Um, okay, look, we, we're going to wrap up here now with our um, close of season review. It's it's hard to believe though that we have come to the end of it like in in one way. I feel like you know we said when we started back the podcast we'll get to the hundred episodes and we'll see how we go, and now we're at I think it's one hundred and three today or one hundred and two, and we've just had you know arguably another brilliant season with the round robin. We've loved the round robin when we came in first. You know, we've touched on kind of what we think of the split season. Like, when you think about what we just saw on Sunday, we were there in the flesh, and you compare it to the game of Gaelic football, like, and this needs to be said, and someone else said this to me, so like, like, what a crock of shit Gaelic football is. What a crock of shit it is. Now, Sunday could, could, be, could be a good game, don't get me wrong, but like, what we saw in, in the flesh, hammer and tongs, and like, not one yellow card, and it was just all hurling, hurling, hurling. I know the modern game has very high scoring now as well. But like, hurling, I think, is in a great place. At the intercounty level, I think it's in a great place. It is, yeah. You've got, you've got nine teams, maybe ten teams. You've got nine teams that are competing, right? Yeah. Which, when you think about it, you think it shouldn't be that hard to win the bloody thing, but it's impossible <laughs> to win it. Yeah. Right? And, yeah, it's, it's, it is in a great place. I think the split season this year is going to be really positive for it, for the game of hurling in general, giving the, back to the club player. Club players now have a big, long season in a decent weather climate to prove themselves that they, if they are good enough for county panels, there, there's a lot of that around. What will be interesting is there's a serious managerial vacancy at the moment. Like Liam, you touched on it a minute ago, down in the Marble City, there might yeah. be a vacancy coming up. There is, there is a vacancy. It's done. In, it's done. Is it? Is it? Is it in? It's, it's in the Brian news. Cody sent me on a, a WhatsApp with a little crying emoticon, a little tear. <laughs> the the boss is left, and, and yeah. a wave emoji. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got Cal into tip now from Walford. That's yeah. interesting. You've got a vacancy in Walford. You got a vacancy in Dublin. Limerick will Limerick will, will plough ahead with their whole gang. Henry will be in year two. Darry Egan will be in year two. Who else is around there, lads? Um, Claire will have to come back. Where are they after the big hammering that they took against Kilkenny? It's going to be a savage, savage. It's, it isn't a savage place. And then you've got the likes of Westmead, Offaly, Kildare. Teams that are just kind of coming, right? And there's huge interest in hurling. These Antrim, excuse me, Jesus. They, they had a savage year this year. You've got Leash, which are always kind of strong. They've probably gone back a bit in the last few years since they had that big win over Dublin. But there's huge momentum in those counties towards hurling. Like, And we, we've seen it. You probably wouldn't know it when you're from Watford or Tip or Cork or Kilkenny about players from weaker counties. But then you go over and play in Australia and you see some of these guys and you think, Jesus, they're mad into hurling. They can hurl and they know they're they really put in effort and they're coming up the curve as well. So I think you're right, Liam. Hurling's in a savage spot. I wouldn't even compare it to Gaelic football. I think two different games. One is way, way, way slower than the other. Now, mind you, there's a couple of geniuses playing this weekend. David Clifford, to be fair to him, when you put him on the TV. Oh, yeah, unreal to watch. Yeah, unreal to watch. But, Don't get me wrong. And that Dublin Kerry game, great game to watch. But I'm just, you know, it's just not in comparison to Hurling. Not in comparison. Not in comparison. And, and I was going to say, like, I'd say we, we, were, we thought we'd struggle with the 100 episodes. It's actually very enjoyable saving all your hurling chat to come on to the podcast and actually just talk crap for an hour and actually have 
two or three thousand people listening to you every single week which is like mind-boggling i thought it was just me my mother and, and the sisters and, and the brother would listen to it but like you have all your mates listening in because the three of us just kind of talk shit and give our opinions with absolutely no filter and it's it's what it's what you enjoy doing it's what, like sean he's from home now from australia he just he, he sees what it is like to be back in mean, around to all the ga people again and, and the enjoyment you get like who who, who do we meet on sunday sean if you think about it we met skippy root inside in the pub after the game and we had yeah. you, you it was like two the two of the best center backs of all time came <laughs> together sean o'leary and declan root uh then we went off up to the cassidy's and we met big dan big dan having the great crack and sure we had a bit of crack with him Matthew O'Hanlon, like captain of Wexford, and just such a small community. But like anywhere you go, anyone anyone who's a hurling person would would spend half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half talking hurling with a complete stranger, and that's that's just that's the magic of it, isn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think there's something so special about just doing our final day as a neutral or as being from one of the counties. It's a very special day in the calendar, and yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, Hurling's in a great place for lots of reasons, but another reason is, though, is, is because of the different tiers and how competitive is whatever tier you're in, your county is competitive. And I think that's very important. I know the football now we have the Talton Cup, which has been a, a success this year, and that you know, might have cracked the code on that one. But I think that's what gives huge hope to every county starting off at their year. Like you said, there's only 12 in Lee McCarthy, and the Ireland series gets down even further. But like every team does have a chance. They have a chance, you know. And there's some beatings like it dished out. Look, like Kenny Hammer clear and Ireland Smith final. No one would have thought that. It's probably a bit of a freak result, really, when you look back on it. But yeah, like the the teams in each tier start out each year thinking they have a chance of getting to the top of their tier. And I think yeah. that's and look, there's loads of room for Ireland to improve and in, in some of the other counties and grow it. And just it's not perfect, but I think in each tier there is huge competition. It's getting huge promotion. And we're seeing some of the best players that we'll ever, we've ever seen played at the moment at a level that's never been played. And that's just a joy, a joy to watch at that inter-county level. Yeah. So uh, do, you, and do you think then, right, just turning, because if, if this is Brian Cody's last year, it's been some some era, hasn't it? Like 1999? 90, yeah. All the way. 99, yeah. 99 to now, and he wore the same hat for the whole innings. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, is really when you think about it. The hats kept going. Um, yeah, look, look, there will, look, there'll never be. I don't think a, a manager would have an impact on a on a county like he's had in Kilkenny. Um, he's a polarizing figure in Kilkenny. Has been for a long time. Even when Kilkenny were winning, he was a polarizing figure. Never mind when they haven't been winning for the last five or six years. Um, but I don't think, no matter what you look at, what he got out of that group on Sunday, and you touch even giggles on that win in twenty fifteen. You look at that team that Kilkenny won with in twenty fifteen. Like it's not a team that should have won an Iron Poly, but it was Cody sweating the absolute most out of that group. Um, he's left a huge legacy, shocking job for whoever comes in after him. But I do think the time is right for Kilkenny and right for Brian to probably. We've called, you know, I've said it a while ago. Even after Sunday, you go, but sure, look, they're only two points away from the could. No, he should stay on. It's mad. No, he. Need, I think it's time, especially with the Kilkenny are probably back at that platform now. That's time for someone to come in and see. Can they take it to the next Who, level? Who's the who's who's the man to take it on? Do you think the talk is is the talk is Derek Ling? Is is okay, the, can he do the, can he do a Tipperary and no, no, no. Shefflin will get out of Galway? I don't what? think there's any talk of that. It's interesting. There's no talk of that part happening. It's like no, I think everything that went down. I don't think they would. But I think it's Derek Ling and the other talk. Yeah, you know, is that some of the coaches in with the senior team at the moment might stay on. So it'll be Connor Feeling as an Feeling. example is meant Connor to be Feeling's very good. Be excellent. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of talk about how good he is. So it's interesting times. Like you know, it'll be weird that if it's not Cody. Henry, Henry, Henry will be too close to some of the players in there to be able to, to manage them right now. I believe. Like PJ, he played club with him three or yeah. four years ago. Yeah, and he managed and he managed them only a few years ago. Look, I don't think that's an issue to be honest. But I think just after everything that happened, that storm of the teacup, everything this year. I think it's, it's yeah. Shefflin's the next job is, is Henry's I would say I don't think he's going to get I could be shocked now but I, I think yeah now Derek Ling I wouldn't like I don't know about that either but if it's yeah it's going to be interesting it's going to be a weird void um, in Kilkenny but look all things come to an end I think you know no one would have thought that when he started like you know it's 24 years now like it's outrageous when you think about it yeah and, and all of those like think about it, who's in the same bracket as Alex Ferguson polarising 
doesn't take any shit. Mickey Hart on, on the Tyrone side won three All-Irelands, who they'd never won All-Ireland before. Yeah, you can't forget that, but nearly got pushed out in the end. Sean Boylan for Mead won four or five All-Ireland footballs with Mead. Was, was there nearly 18 or 19 years. All these managers who stay for a long time have serious belief in themselves, serious belief in what they're doing. That's why they're so good. But they're there's defined. no manager in, in like you know he top of shine by Larry McCart, which they did, but Cody won eleven in Ireland as manager and got to nineteen finals. It's a different record, isn't it? Like Oh no no, you it, know, is, it is yeah. Like even, Alex Ferguson's standard is probably who you're yeah. you're comparing him with, to be yeah, fair. It's it's like it is unbelievable really when you think about it, but yeah, I think time for change, even after that performance at the weekend and yeah, it's gonna be an interesting time for Kilkenny. I think in lots of ways it's kinda of better than if Kilkenny had petered out and lost the Leicester final to Wexford, and then he went, and Kilkenny went out in a quarter-final to Cork or something like that, it would be really dark times. But as a Kilkenny sport now, after seeing Sunday... That would have been lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would have been lovely. But after Sunday now, and what they went, and he goes, you're, you're, okay, glad he's gone, but it's not like God, we're in the abyss. You don't feel like, you don't feel like they're in the abyss now, which is kind of good. Liam, Liam, I'm just reading it here now. Just reading it on the 42. Brian Cody to Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? It was so funny, wasn't it? He just got off. That was so funny. Yeah, he's getting hundred grand a year and Fogarty. Hundred grand a year. <laughs> oh god. Who, who would you, would you have made any changes to the team of the year from from the Sunday game, lads? Without going into every single position, well, Mikey Butler. Mikey Butler has to be in instead of Sean Finn. I I agree with that. Yeah, and you had him I in, and yeah, you had him in, Dot. Yeah, I, did, I yeah. disagree. No, I don't like Butler in. He's had a better year, I think, all round. Sean Finn for me. And w- would you make any other changes? Uh, I said a keeper, didn't I? You, you, know, you, you said Nicky Quaid. I, yeah, no, never forget yeah. about my team. That was, that was, the Sunday game team has defined Linder. So oh, I thought yeah. it was a fairly fair team. I thought Mikey Butler instead of Sean yeah. Finn was... Yeah, other than that, it's probably all right. Oh, sick of that Sunday game. I can't watch it. I hate that end of that end of season thing they do is rubbish. It's, it's very bad, isn't it? That's useless. He's good at He needs to go. We've said it enough now, he but he just ain't done with him. Jo- jo- Joseph Cooney could have got in ahead of either David Fitzgerald or probably in ahead of David Fitzgerald in midfield would be one potential. But you had David Fitzgerald in yours, didn't you, Giggles? I did, yeah, but, and I forgot about Joseph Cooney. He had a fantastic year, lads. And Connor, Connor Whelan then will push Tony Kelly quite close Yeah, for yeah. that last corner forward spot. But to be fair, Tony Kelly did did have a savage year. Yeah. But he'd won bad game, won my game. Um, but he was an unbelievable Munster Championship. So I thought it was a fair enough out team, actually. It won't be yeah. far off. It'll be 13 or 14 in a minute. James Flanagan might be unlucky. Yeah. yeah. Loads look forward to lads in 2023, I think. <laughs> So the one thing I will say is, and I'm not going to criticise that, but it's a long way away, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is yeah. a long way away, isn't it? Like, especially after the last two years of Everton and Cove and all that thing, like, I'm, I'm delighted now because the clubs are going to get good run at and that's what it's all about now and we'll, we'll, we'll be dying for it when it comes back around again. But it is six months away. Mm. And do you know it's gas, actually? Limited to three in a row in 19 months. Yeah, well, yeah, December 2020. That's <laughs> the first time they're getting Liam home. They haven't had him back the last two years because of COVID. They wouldn't give him the cup those two years. Oh, didn't they? No, wouldn't give him the cup because of they were they were afraid that. Oh, they take it around. They take it around, and then there'd be yeah. photos of it here and there and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they'll have some time of it now with that cup over the next next twelve months, and rightly so. Um, yeah. Oh, lads, what a year! Unbelievable. Well, look. Kiggas, when are you out in club championship? Uh, Sunday week. Sunday week, no more. Okay. Or Saturday week. Sunday week or Saturday. What, what am I now? <laughs> I'll check that one out. <laughs> yeah. Shawnee, you're um, on and playing to Canada tomorrow for two weeks and then back to Ireland and then you're off back to Oz. Yeah, back to over to Calgary tomorrow for two weeks um, and a family wedding and then back. We'll get the second round of the Intermediate Hurling Championship in Cork, which Watergate still are playing in. Quick run down to Cork for on the 5th of August, back up again and back over to Melbourne on the 6th. So, and then back yeah. to Ireland, and then moving back to Ireland. Then. Back to the State Games in Melbourne and uh, and head into the summer then. Yeah, lovely. Well, we've got in Kilkenny here a big, big weekend here on Sunday. We have Junior D Championship Sunday morning. 
selector and that. I won't pick myself, pick the young lads. And then <coughs> su- Sunday evening after the Ireland football final, Junior F Championship down Mullinavat against Mullinavat. Big game, half six. The best in the league there scored a goal last minute, turn us over. So we're going down there re- re- for revenge on Sunday night. In the forwards, in the forwards, yeah, scored a goal and two points right. in the last two games. So hopefully, you can keep that form going. I haven't trained in six oh, weeks, yeah. so I'm just staying fresh. Yeah, that's where your, are we lining out. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Shawnee? Where are you lining out? Hopefully, wing forward if I get picked. Please, God. Bit of a Gerard Hughes job, is it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, up and down. <laughs> yeah, long range fights. I know, like. <laughs> It's brilliant now. Like there's some running games here, and there's actually a back door in those championships in the junior D and junior F. And Kenny, if you get you get another goal, if you lose, Jeez. yeah, yeah. So it's all systems go here, and then the club championship starts in Kilkenny the following weekend as well. So um, yeah, so it's going to be all all action in Kilkenny and, and Corkamore for all the counties around the country, which is which is going to be unreal. Um, all right, I think we call it a day there. I think we've got our longest episode of the year. Um, thank you, Shawnee. Safe flights to Canada. Thanks, lads. And we'll talk to you on the on the other side. Yeah, Sean, well, we'll try and do something. We'll try and do something for the state games, maybe. I think. In we'll do something for the state games. Yeah. Yeah, we should Definitely. do something for the state games. That'll be good. That'll be good. And um, giggles, thanks, and thanks for getting digging your headset out. I'm actually plugging in and figuring out how to use it again. I'm set up now for work and everything. Yeah. the job. <clears throat> all right. Thanks very much to O'Neill's our sponsors for the last few years as well. It's been great having them on board. And thanks to all the listeners for tuning in throughout the season all the feedback keep the tweets coming in emails coming in Academia. we really appreciate y'all listening and uh, we'll be back again soon uh, maybe in a few weeks who knows take care everyone